Talking Point with Kathy Motsasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. It's 10 after 10. You're live on the Talking Point. We're continuing this hour remembering Sharpville. And in a moment, I'll be introducing some of the guests that uh, we have lined up for today's conversation. And we're going to be exploring different issues that have uh, shaped our society that stemmed from the events of the Sharpville massacre. Of course, uh, this Sunday will be 61 years since it happened. There were helicopters circling the air, but we continued to sing and wait for a response from the police. Behind us, the police station gates were open, and the police cars were driving in and crashing into the people who were standing there. Several people were seriously injured. It was now silent, and the police had stopped shooting. It started to rain, and that's when we saw that we had been injured. We hid in the nearby shops and tried to see what was happening. That's where we saw police finishing off those who were still on the ground. People who have been chased around by police. Police had some vumvubos. They had chasing people around that people must go and sleep. There's nothing that should happen before they could get an answer from Pretoria. Uh, today I stand here holding a picture of a grandfather that I never met. A grandfather and a father to my father whose blood today is being honored uh, for this freedom that we have achieved. Until today, my relatives have never ended telling me the story. But what I know is that I was told that when he was found, uh, when he was seen here by my grandmother, his body was actually lying in his, on his face. He had bullets riddled through his body and he had a mark of a boot at his back. Well, just listening to the account of the, um, you know, the resident that you heard in that clip who was talking about his grandfather that he never met and some of the impact of the Sharpeville massacre, I suppose, is related to any other trauma that um, we have South Af- which South Africans have faced over the years. It's this longing of what has been stolen from people. 
um, on a personal level, but also um, what that has meant, what what has been its significance, and how do we as a country ensure that the loss of those lives has in fact not been in vain, that when that young man, uh, when that man rather has to think about his grandfather and the trauma that his family continues to live with, what is it that they can point to um, that will be a symbol of it having been worth it. While joining me for today's conversation is Jackie Soroke, who is the PAC's national spokesperson. Uh, Dr. Soroke, good morning. Good morning. I'm grateful for SAM to invite me to this uh, discussion. It's it's a pleasure to have you on the radio. Tsepo Gumbi is a pro- project coordinator of courses and curriculum at MPW. Of course, Tsepo, you're also uh, born in Sharpville and you've done incredible work just capturing the township. Hi, um, good morning um, to you and your listeners and, and thanks for inviting us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tepo, I'm just going to ask you to uh, maybe speak a bit closer to uh, into the speaker of your phone because uh, you are sounding a bit low. Joseph Mwakezi is a social and cultural activist and an archives and records management lecturer at UNISA. Good morning, Joseph. Good morning, Kathy. Thank you for inviting me. Joseph, I'm also having a bit of an issue with your line. I'm going to ask you, if possible, please uh, try and speak speak a bit louder or, or speak into your speakerphone so that we're able to hear you clearly. Uh, let me perhaps begin with you. And um, I suppose you, you, you've been going through this moment, right, uh, with South Africa for many, many years. When the when the twenty first of March approaches, you know that it is going to be Sharpville Day. Effectively, a lot of focus is going to be on um, the events that took place in Sharpville. And do you think that the conversation uh, around Sharpville has been changing at all uh, since democracy? I think Sharpville is a, a stark reminder of of where we come from, of our struggle as a people. And it has uh, grown into an identity that we cannot deny because uh, Sharpville uh, has affected almost everyone, not just the victims mm. uh, of the day, but it has influenced um, the politics of the country um, uh, from that time onwards. It has even influenced uh, the post-1994 changes uh, to recognize the day officially as a human rights day. But... Um, I think um, uh, it's obviously very difficult to refer back to a painful day like uh, the Sharpville massacre. Mm. But um, as a nation and as a people, we need to we need to have our compass correct. And I think that um, uh, Sharpville Day, the 21st of March 1960, gave us that compass, and history outlined it. Um, uh, we grew up knowing this. Uh, this day is a very important day, and I, I, I think it should it should apply wholly 
not mm-hmm. just to a few, uh, to members of the PAC, the Black Consciousness Movement, to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a very important thing. You know, later on in this conversation, I want us to explore the uh, idea of how that day also shaped international human rights, because you're absolutely right. You know, in South Africa, we recognize it as Human Rights Day now. But, of course, the implications of that day were much broader uh, internationally. Tsepo, as somebody who was born and raised in Sharpville, was there any any sense that you were growing up in this historic place and what it, it represented and if, in fact, you know, uh, you were told about the history of, of where you come from? Um, I mean, I think from, from my side, um, um, I grew up knowing the day as a Shazil day, you mm. know, and, and that's how we, we, uh, we were told or um, um, we remember, or I remember uh, my, my childhood, you know, and, and Shazil day, we knew that it's a day where the, the country stops and, and mourns and, and remembers the pain of, of, of losing people who are fighting for a cause that is just, you know, and 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 I think the shift of um, 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 naming the day to um, the human rights sort of took something away from the importance of the day, you know. Mm. Um, but at the same time, we do understand um, 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 where the country was 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 going. But there's still a case to to. Um, no, continue using the Shabville Day as, as as something that reminds us that um, before we celebrate, let us commemorate, let us stop and 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 um, weep with those who are still weeping even today. Um, let us be comforted um, by the victories, even though we haven't yet tasted the fruits of the victory. You know, we are yet to taste them. You mm, know. Mm. So I think I think as as a young person who grew up in Shanville, for me that is my memory, and it's a day where, I mean, I think I another thing I do I grew up a street um, away from one of the prominent members um, of of PAC. He passed on late um, a few few years ago. I mean, there was a buzz, you know, when the PAC were around. You know, there was a buzz of. Um, 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 songs, you know, remembering um, people who have um, fought for mm-hmm. struggle. Mm-hmm. You know. All right. Tapo, I'm going to ask you again, if possible, just if if you're able to speak louder or if it's an issue of how close the phone is to you, because uh, that audio coming from you is still quite Mm. low. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, you also hear from Joseph Mwagetze, who's part of this conversation. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. It's 22 after 10 o'clock. We're com- continuing our conversation, remarking then on the Sharpeville, remembering rather the Sharpeville massacre uh, that took place. And Sunday is, of course, 61 years since then. Jekisa is the PAC's national spokesperson. Tepo Gumbi is a project coordinator, courses and curriculum at MPW. He's also done uh, a lot of work. 
um, capturing Sharpeville through his photography. As you heard, he is uh, somebody who was born and, and grew up in Sharpeville. And Joseph Mwaketzi is a cultural and social activist and an archives and records management lecturer at UNISA. Joseph, we haven't heard from you yet. And perhaps uh, your own initial reflections of where we are 20, um, how many years into democracy are we this year? <laughs> I lost my train of thought. I nearly said 27 years, but that can't be right. Um, but but in terms of where we are I, I, as, as a democratic country and what and how that massacre shaped events. Thank you, Cathy. Um, as far as the, um, in terms of committee of Sharpeville, we are still very fast. People at Sharpeville are still having uh, experiencing problems in terms of reparations. Uh, there is um, a narrative that says that the government has, did not do enough to compensate those who lost their beloved as well as uh, their relatives during that day. So in Chabid itself, there is a disgruntled um, members of the community who think that they have been let down by the, by the government. And, uh, you know, the conversations of how people are being led down by government and how promises that were made then have not been adhered to, is that as far as uh, our memorialization of Sharpeville, is that as far as it's going? Yes, Kathy, it is as far as it is going. Um, the, uh, the people at Sharpeville, for example, they think that... Uh, all what the government has done so far, including uh, memorials that they have erected there, they mean nothing to them. It's a bread on the table. Some people there, they are still having some uh, bullets uh, in, in, their, in, in their bodies, mm. and they still have to use their own monies to take care of themselves health-wise, and nothing has been done to them. Mm, mm. They are so depressed. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's a depressed community. Mm. Tapo, is that your experience as somebody who documents Sharpeville as a community? Um, I mean, um, the sentiments uh, are still there. You know, um, Hansa said, um, we haven't tasted the fruits of, of, of um, freedom. You know, um, um, it's only during this period where there's a um, some sort of um, activities that sort of clean up and stuff, you know, just to uh, make sure it look like it is um, um, and better. Um, but to be honest, there isn't much happening. And, 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 and I mean, this is also the reason why my work drifted away from focusing on the victims or anyone who's related to people who were victimized or who died um, during the massacre because mm-hmm. I felt like I'm 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 poking on their pain, you know. Mm. So I just felt, you know, let me look at the ordinary Sharpeville. Let me look at um, a narrative that is not um, popular, you know. And 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 yeah, my welcome is that intervention to mm. say, here's a community that has this particular history, but let's look at it today um, um, through fresh eyes. Let's look at how things are today. I mean. One of the saddest things um, to note as South Africans is that this, the, the, the Constitution of South Africa was signed <laughs> at a very, um, I mean, if you compare the Shadow Stadium to Orlando Stadium, it's a shame, mm-hmm. you know, but that's where 
the constitution of the country was was signed you know mm. and and you get to witness this and 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 as you grow up and my kids will also um witness that you know and and isn't um shame you know to to the powers that be to say but how can we um um work around this situation and and i mean the monument is there but it's a monument you know um mm. the thought behind it is very questionable you know we already have a graveyard um you bringing symbols that symbolizes that within the community you 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 are re-traumatizing us as a society, you know. Mm. So it, it it's a very complex um, issue that we're dealing with when mm. you talk about mm. Chazil. Mm. But in our narrative also, let's don't forget the community of Langa, um, which also had the same same incident as Chazil. Mm. Mm. It's. Uh, I want to explore this 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 idea this response that both of you, Tapo and Joseph, has have spoken about in terms of the response of ordinary people in Sharpville to these monuments that have been erected effectively in honor of the day, but how um, those monuments are not necessarily received uh, by the community. Tatisaroke, let me bring you in here to perhaps weigh in on this matter as well. Yes, um, thanks, uh, Cathy. The, 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 the effects of the struggle um, on, on, a, on a nationwide basis created high expectations from, from the masses, from communities, from victims of uh, apartheid, uh, from almost everyone. Mm. And, and the powers that be uh, did not handle that uh, uh, very well. They have in some areas, but not very well completely, because we haven't really debated and discussed reparations um, uh, where in uh, real victims um, of, of, of torture, of killings and so on mm-hmm. can be attended to. The, the TRC and other institutions took this as, a, as, as, as us, the African people who are very forgiving and loving, uh, taking this, but without necessarily looking at how um, uh, these effects are on on families, on uh, descendants of those families, like that that man was talking about his grandfather, mm-hmm. and how the impact of this uh, is so strong to individuals psychologically and otherwise. Mm-hmm. And and I think that with with, with communities such as Sharpeville, uh, I would understand where they're coming from because the the area is not developed there hasn't been um, proper uh, care of the area itself in such a way that people have have the quality of their lives improved it has been uh, left to actually be run down as as, as is 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 uh, often reported uh, there are problems of water and so on and so forth which which really are a reflection of the times we are living in now mm. i don't think they diminish the importance uh, of the value of Sharpeville, um, uh, uh, the massacre in Langa and, and Sharpeville on that day, on the on the on the psyche of the nation. Because the the positive thing is that uh, uh, that day reshaped our struggle. It reshaped us as a people. It has uh, it set a different tone which led to um, many people getting involved in the struggle. And 
the ethos of the struggle is not personal gratification. Mm. It is not um, uh, an issue of I'm serving and sacrificing what's in it for me. The struggle, that, that doesn't work like that. That is why now you have um, people who are corrupt, who steal from babies, who steal from the sick, who steal from uh, almost uh, everyone in society because they selfish and um, self-seeking. All right. That is not the ethos mm-hmm. of the struggle. I'm just saying there's a contrast and mm-hmm. I, I, I understand where the community comes from. All right. I'm going to give you an opportunity also to, to finish that thought. Jackie Soroke, he's the PSC's national spokesperson. Uh, in a moment, I'm going to we'll continue with the conversation rather. It's just after 10.30. Utsile Saku has your latest news headlines. Hashtag SAFM Talking Point it's just after 10.34. We're reflecting on the Sharpville massacre. Joining me is Jackie Siroge, who is with the PAC, Tsepogumbi, who is a project coordinator at MPW, and Joseph Mwakedze, who is a social, social and cultural activist. One of the things that has come out of this conversation before we went to the news headlines was um, the trauma that the Sharpville community has been living with. And I wanted to find out... How does this trauma manifest itself today? Uh, and, and if there are particular things that, that you can point to, um, especially uh, I imagine somebody like you, Tsepo, who's lived in the community for as long as, as, as you have. But Joseph, I'll also give you an opportunity to weigh in on this issue. So, so I, mean, I mean, for... Um, one one of the stories that me and one of my colleagues who's also from Shaville will talk about is that um, we, you know, when you know the smell of tear gas, you know, and, and the smell of um, human flesh when it burns, you know, so, so those are the traumas that one, when you were young, when you were seeing those scenes, you, you didn't think much, you know, it was a spectacle for you to see that and, and you couldn't wait to see another one, you know. Mm-hmm. But now that one is um, older, you're thinking, but my childhood was was quite traumatic, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I should have been seeing flowers and green grass, but I was seeing blood on the street, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we 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 hardly had a month where there was no incident where we were told go home and be safe. There's a house burning. Don't don't leave the yard. You know, mm-hmm. so you don't think of it when you are young. But when you're now older and you reflect on your childhood, you're thinking, but um, I haven't even dealt with these issues. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've witnessed death and and and, and you know a dead body, but. No one talked to me and made sense about this um, situation and said, you, this is not how life is mm. in other spaces, you know. And, and today we, we are adults. And what do we do? You know, if you have been traumatized, you know, and you didn't deal with your childhood trauma, what happens to you as an adult? You know, and, um, you know, some of us are fortunate that we are aware of that. But other individuals are not so fortunate to be aware that they have experienced trauma and, mm. and, and now this trauma affects them in their adulthood. It should be short-tempered, being excited when um, 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 something violent happens, you know, 
but if you see, I mean, this is as much as it happens in Chaville, I think it's a broader um, 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 conversation that we need to have as a country because we have communities like Tokoza, who, I mean, Sibuke, Massacre, you know, when, when these massacres happened and, and, and recently, um, Marikana, you know, but we haven't really mm. dealt with this to say, but how do we reconcile reality with this incident and, and, and heal, you know, and, and move on and make peace with, 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 um, the odds that we, Do you think it's a case of being expected to continue with life as if you had never been exposed to that trauma and as if you had never been affected by the trauma? But I imagine because everybody else around you also just goes on, like you're saying, nobody ever sat you down to have a conversation. So there's no way that a a young child can make sense of such a big development on their own. Mm. I mean, mine might be a little bit better. You know, Mm. imagine those who were there um, 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 in 1960 when, when the incident actually happened. Um, um, how much trauma, <laughs> um, you know, because I mean, I'm, I'm from the 80s, you know, but imagine those who, who I mean, I mean one of, in one of your insects, um, the gentleman said there are people who are still living with bullets, you know. Mm. Imagine having a grandmother or a grandfather who lives with that, and, and every now and then they, they would tell you that this thing pains, and, and please touch it. It, it, it just, um. Yeah. 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 All right, l- l- Joseph. L- let me bring you into the, the conversation here, and and perhaps your own reflections of this issue of uh, traumatized communities and having to carry that trauma on a daily basis. Yes, Kathy. The trauma is so huge, and um, when you look at the people who were at the scene for, uh, on that day who are not short, for example, but they still carry with them the psychological trauma, not physical one, the psychological trauma. And those people who, uh, their descendants or their relatives were also killed, but when they go to the graveyard, for example, their graves are not there. So every time during the 21st uh, March, when people are going to lay with at the graveyard, they don't know where, they don't go, they don't go anywhere because their graves uh, are not there. They're just sitting at home, but knowing very well that they also lost some of their people uh, during that day. When they pass through, some of them, when they pass through the memorials and, um, and monuments and so on, they feel re-traumatized because that is the scene that these things happen. And for me, to uh, it is like, the memorials and the monuments that are there are what I can call undesirable heritage. Mm-hmm. It's something that they don't want to have because it does always bring a lot of pain to them. And the government has done nothing in terms of psychological interventions to them. There are some NGOs like Kulumani and CSBR that try to do some um, counseling to them, but it was not enough. Mm-hmm. 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 I want to go to the phone lines. Emmanuel, you're calling us from Cape Town. Good morning. Hello, Emmanuel. Yeah, I'm saying good morning to 
the our guest there and good morning to the SA listeners. Uh, I may have not been to Shaftesville, but my heart goes for everybody there and I share the bottom of my heart in their grief. Mm. Under this situation, Katie, one of the best things that would have happened to that community is for the government, at least, since that incident and since our democracy, we have had several governments. It is one of the best things that would have happened is for the government to go into that community and develop the lives of those people. This, is, this, this would have been at least a small part of trying to console those people for their past or for, for what has happened, mm-hmm. what the role they have played in our democracy. But today, you can see that the government of the day, of people ruling us, they have got no feeling for, for those people that have contributed to uh, the democracy, the freedom we use today. Mm-hmm. People today, are, like one of your uh, guests said here, stealing from the poor, stealing from the sick, stealing from the old elderly people, from the vulnerable, and these are people that call themselves leaders. This is most, this is even, is the worst crime that, you know, that has taken place in those people and in, in this country. Thank All you. Right. All right, Emmanuel, thanks for uh, that call. Of course, if you also want to get in touch with us, the number to use this morning is 011-714-2006. That's 011-714-2006. Ndadisa Roke, is there a connection between the delivery of services to a particular community such as Sharpville with the perception of whether or not um, what that community has has been through is being fully recognized by government? Uh, there should be a connection um, uh, with these things, but it's, it's usually decisions that are taken by uh, the highest authority. You know, the... The, the, the post-1994 uh, political dispensation has always uh, made, made announcements uh, to these communities, like Hamanskral, if you remember when um, Tabombeki was in presidency. Mm. Uh, he promised to develop a Winterfeld area. He also promised to develop a place like Alexandra. Um, I'm not sure... Uh, if Shabville has been placed in that uh, in that context as well, but government um, and uh, um, uh, the private sector and almost everyone else uh, who is in the economic field should realize the importance of um, uh, development of communities and making people have a better quality of life under the circumstances. Mm. I think that um, the, the, the 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 focus of government has been. Um, confused by rivalry, particularly with, with, with the PAC, because they would say that the PAC is not in government, so why should we uh, look at areas like Sharpville? See, this is ridiculous. The government is for the people as a whole, not 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 those who support it and those who do not support it. So it, it, it's just a reflection of poor political education and poor understanding on the part of those who are in authority. At the same time, you know, when we look at the reality of where we are, Ndadeh is that you take a, a, a monument like Lily's Leaf, which 
um, currently is in dire straits. They're having difficulties financially. Salaries haven't been paid to people since December because there simply hasn't been any support for organizations like that. And it seems to be the pattern here is one not just of a government that does not care about, let's say, Sharpeville in particular, but that has been generally negligent when it comes to how to not just preserve our history, but also ensure that those who have been affected very deeply by that history, like you were saying, are compensated or are, you know, in in some ways um, taken care of as a result of, of, of that. Well, the, the, the arts um, are, a, um, are a victim of neglect from, from government, particularly when things are tough. That's why you have incidents now where uh, gifted singers have to do um, uh, protests uh, in, in, in offices, as, as you, you may have realized in other stories that mm. this is happening, including the fact that, um, uh, you know, we've had the coronavirus pandemic, and there hasn't been um, movement for tourists and so on to support things like Lily's Leaf uh, and, and, and other areas. So, so there's, a, there's a general depression. And the must, we, I haven't heard of a, a, a plan to recover and, and, and support those institutions. Mm. But I want to emphasize the point that, um, look, I mean, I think um, there's been a, um, a tendency to to distort history and to, to, to reshape history in a way in which it is imagined by a few mm. rather than to reflect what, what, what really happened. I don't understand why you would have a, a symbol of a great leader like U.R. Tambo at Shabville when Oliver Tambo was not involved in Shabville. He actually condemned uh, the PEC from uh, putting up a positive action campaign. So it is misplacing him. You know, at the, at the, at the monument we're talking about, they have a big role of, of and I asked uh, the, the participants and, 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 and the, the, the planners, the, the managers, why, why have you put up this? I mean, mm. I, I, it's not related. So I want to say that when, when people don't have their perspective proper in, in terms of these issues that affect communities, that affect the art, that affect everyone, we'll get it wrong. Mm. And I think that it is wrong not, not because there's something wrong with Chabot. It is wrong because we have our, our priorities are not right. Let me continue taking calls on this matter. Ntilintili, you're calling us from the Western Cape. Good morning. Hello, Ntili. Good morning. Good morning, Katie. Hi. Yes, Ntilintili. There we go. Ntilintili. Yeah, Ntilintili. Yes. Okay, there we go. Yes. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a former Defence Force member. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a former APLA internal operative. The, the subville that it today is called Human Rights Day is the betrayal of the very struggle of the national self-defense by the African people in South Africa, mm. in, Af- in Afghanistan. I, last week, uh, this week, I listened to an uh, interview that you were having with the med- uh, 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 chemistry people from the medical practice 
and the traditional and uh, natural medical medical practitioners, which is where there was Dr. Mbende. As I listened to them, I found that whole thing is is is, is the challenges that they are facing are challenges that are are born out of the betrayal that has been made in 1994. Hence, the Shabbat Day, instead of being called Shabbat Day, so that the youth to come can understand what happened. Mm-hmm. It is called Human Rights Day. Now, as long as we are having a situation where the culture of the indigenous people of Africa is not enshrined in the Constitution as the Supreme, we will always have this problem. These that are having a problem now of the funding is a, is a result of the betrayal that has been done, including this bill and the June 16, that were renamed not according to their historical happenings. Now, the, the, the country, for the country to correct these things, uh, I wish if it would be possible that you as the media, you go back in the 90s, in the 90s, that what are these liberation movements were putting forward? And you look, you look at today, what is happening today? Who are offering the solutions? They were offering the solutions in the 90s for the problems that are happening today. Right. And if you can do, do go and do that, you will find that even this thing that today we are dealing in debt, and we don't have money to pay free education. There are, there are, there are solutions for that, and those solutions can be put into practice today, and we'll not have will not have these challenges that we are having. All right, Ntili, uh calling us from the Western Cape. I'm going to take a quick break. Nzagisi, I see your call. I'll begin with you after this. Kathy Mosasana on SAFM. We continue the conversation reflecting on the Sharpeville massacre. It's ahead of Human Rights Day coming up on the 21st. Let me go back to the phone lines. Nzagisi, you're calling us from Soweto. Thank you so much. Thank you. Go for it. Sis Kedi, when it comes to Babu Sobuku in 21 March, I even called it two weeks ago. I can't keep quiet. I can't hold myself. But the thing is, anything that is done by PAC leaders, they, our, our leading party doesn't want to recognize it. They don't want to recognize those leaders. Then you'll find people who will say, but those were your leaders. Why don't you stand up? We do stand up. We do talk to them. We do ask them. Good proposals, good, good people. Can you honor this person by naming this, naming this? But believe you me, in the Bazetis I'll make a good one example. Gababu Zephania Mutuping. They said to us that street is going to be Zephania Mutuping Street. They even came and put a street board that says Zephania Mutuping. But go through that street driving with, a, with your GPS. It doesn't say Mutuping Street. It says something else. So the leading party doesn't want to recognize the PAC leaders and 
what is painful. Those are the people who have put Azania where it is today. Those are the people who fought the land issue. They've never deviated from it till today, but they don't want to recognize them. Anyway, it's okay. It's there. And Takisi, thanks for calling into the show. And, you know, we're quickly running out of time, but let me just round up with our guests then. What does what does, what does the 21st mean to you, Joseph? What does it mean? I mean, the 21st to me, Kasi, it means the day of reflection, the mm. day of uh, rededication to the liberation project because everything has not yet been achieved. For example, people are still suffocating due to the lack of land, you know, and they've got means, they've got energy to work the land, but there's nothing for them to, to achieve those uh, in that they want. So it's mm-hmm. about reflecting on what the struggle was for and continue to take uh, forward uh, those aspirations that we started in uh, 1960. Tepo? Hello, Tepo? Hello, can you hear me? Yes, 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 yes. Um, I'm not sure what, 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 how to respond to the question. Um, how does it, I mean, after this conversation, a whole lot of emotions have just, um, you know, at, at, it, it's, it's still a sad day, and it's still sad that um, after 20 years plus into mm-hmm. democracy, we still have this intense, negative, and sad um, emotions around um Shabville Langa Day. Um, um um one would have hoped or hopes that in the next twenty five years when our democracy turns fifty we will celebrate and, and, and point on um um positive things that have been installed in, in historic townships that have contributed immensely mm-hmm. in, in the development of um our country. Um, um, development cannot be located only in cities. It must, you know, move to townships in general, you know, and, and, and maybe that would start to peel off, um, something from us and, and we start healing. Mm. And, 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 yeah, but I'm, somehow I'm glad that we still acknowledge the day, even though it's a human rights day. Um, some townships do not have this, um, privilege of the day when there was a tragic uh, massacre mm-hmm. in, in those townships um, for them to be recognized nationally and internationally. Mm-hmm. You know, somehow that comforts me, but there's still a lot of work to be done by artists, by politicians, by us, um, 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 ordinary people from 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 Shabriya. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, thank you for this opportunity. All right. Ndadeseroke. I think that um, Chapville um, and Langa Massacre Day is like the Bastille in the French Revolution. They have a, the storming of the Bastille as, a, as an important day that shapes and identifies their nation. It's like the 4th of July in the U.S. It's like uh, any other day that has sparked a revolution and made people from all angles. In our, in our country, almost everyone. Um, from not just from the, the, the PEC, almost of the liberals, the communists, everyone who had the, was shaken by that day and, and, and they took the fight, which was more applied into a real fight to challenge the, the, the apartheid and settler colonialism. Let me thank you. Then, 
Let me thank, thank you, you all for your time and for being part of this conversation. Jake Sorok is the PAC's national spokesperson. Tepo Gumbi is a project coordinator, courses and curriculum at MPW. He's been documenting Sharpville through the eye of the lens. And Joseph Nwaketi is a social and cultural activist. Uh, so uh, we've got a couple of WhatsApp voice notes. Let's play one or two. And then on the other side of the 11 o'clock, I see that Minister Brown has begun her testimony at the Zondo Commission of Inquiry and she sees it as an occasion to clear her name. We'll bring you some of the developments there as well. Morning, Kathy. Thank you for the gentleman about Winterfeld. Even Tabumbeki have promised to develop Winterfeld. He never prom- he never done anything. There's nothing in Winterfeld. There is nothing. People still going to Mabupani Station for Groza. People still queue for a brown bread of five rand at ShopRite. I'm telling the truth. I live in Mabupani. I'm married in Winterfeld. And then secondly, in Hamaskal, there is still nothing, nothing. Young girls of 12 years, they're standing in Pinansi River Cafe, selling their bodies to the truck, truck drivers. There is nothing, nothing, nothing.